I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And we should be working. working. God damn it. It's one, two, (laughs) say it. (laughs) All right. I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And And we we should should be be working. working. I fucking hate you so much. (laughs) (laughs) How do you feel about Thousand Island dressing? I like it on a Reuben. Huh. That's like the thing, right? That's like a part of a Reuben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of the ingredients. But it's not your go-to for a salad or anything? No. Um, I, <laughs> I'm i one of those weirdos that either either I like to douse a salad in ranch or like I like a super light vinaigrette. Like there's, there's no <laughs> there's no like in-betweens on that. It's like fucking just so much ranch. Or it's just like I like to dip my fork in a vinaigrette and then like get a bunch of leaves and shit on it and shove it down my throat. <laughs> So no, uh, neither of those are like, you're not into the sweet dressings then, I guess. Not really. Um, back when I worked at my uh, friend's mom's restaurant, we, uh, she like introduced me to what real food was basically. Uh, but, um, yeah, she made this like sweet Asian dressing that was, was pretty awesome with like a spinach salad and stuff. And it's like one of the specials that she had on her menu. So like. That kind of stuff was really good. And I mean, I'll I'll get it if somebody's like, oh, you got to try this type of thing or, you know, check it out. But like my go to's are well, my go to's right now are just vinaigrette because I'm trying to stick to, you know, better diet and all that shit. Yeah. Are you losing weight? I am. But uh, I didn't realize how much I ballooned up just because of fucking poor diet. Like. Working out six days a week and boxing on the you know the seventh day, and then still gaining like five to six pounds a week is rough. Yeah, a so. week. Yeah, a week, dude. I I well, I mean, par- partially because I mean the eighteen pounds of chicken and the way that I had calculated originally, you know, I was quote unquote bulking in a sense, and then like I switched yeah. it, but then I wasn't like consistent with what I was eating and shit, and still like. Consuming too many calories, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, all the boring stuff. But yeah, I've been I've been pretty solid for a little over a week right now. I'd say like ninety five percent sticking to it. All right, all right. So what's your uh, like? How? Tell me more. How much are you trying to lose, and how fast and stuff? Or do you, is that is that not how you're thinking about it? Uh, how, I mean, how fast before I'm forty? But uh, <laughs> it, it, it's more. I, I'm looking for the trend, right? Like I'm I'm trying to find not the system, but the, the routine or like stack of habits that, that, you know, get my body fat trending the right way. And then like, you know, make sure they're solid and then build on those type of things. Like I'm trying Mm to just, just starting over from, from nothing kind of thing of just like, all right, fucking etch a sketch and, you know, shake it up. I'm like, all right, we're going to start this again. (laughs) Shake it up, baby. Yeah, the reason I asked about Thousand Island is I started doing a thing where I have to eat one big serving of vegetables every day. I think we talked about it before. Like, I just don't eat vegetables. Like, I'll go like Me weeks too. and never eat a vegetable. Yeah, uh, I had to change that too. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. Um, so I realized that I can I like pretty much any vegetables if I just throw a bunch of Thousand Island on them. And Thousand Island's like my jam now. I just put it on everything. It's super good. Nice. Yeah, but I, I eat a lot of it. I think it's like. Because I think two tablespoons has like 130 calories, and I'm I'm eating a lot more than two tablespoons on some vegetables. Dude, I'm telling you, this is like one of those, I think like late 90s, early 2000s diet fads or whatever. But uh, my mom did it when I was really young, and for whatever reason, I always remember it. Whenever I think of like I'm trying to be healthy and eat a salad, is like you get this the dressing on the side, and you just dip your fork in, just like dip your fork into the dressing, and then like get a full fork of salad and shit and then see it that way that's you still get, yeah well you still get the taste like the especially thousand island because it is sweet like you'll, you'll still get that taste and like i mean it'll, it'll t- taste more like vegetables than you're used to but yeah it's a good way to get both and then you eat far less dressing than you know whatever you, you, nice. you know whatever you're, you're gonna pour on top of it even if it's like the whole thing I will try that tonight. Yeah. I mean, like I've been putting on everything, like I'll bake chicken and just like put like so much of it on the chicken that I'm eating. Yeah. yeah, Um, yeah. And I think it would probably work really well. The the pork thing would work well for that. 
Nancy's uh, as of this week, she's going on a like she's trying to eat better and lose a little bit of weight and stuff. And I love it when she does this mm-hmm. because it means that there's not a bunch of really unhealthy Extra shit. Yeah, really good tasting leftovers <laughs> in the fridge. That she, yeah, because she'll eat leftovers like once. And if there's more left, then it's just mine. And so I eat a lot of it. Of so course, yeah. I'm feeling feeling good, man. I'm feeling hopeful with the vegetables nice. and the and the Nancy thing. What is your goal? I mean, you, you, you can't be worried about like losing weight. I mean, you're fucking paper thin as is. Yeah. And no, I'm not like, I don't know. I, I, all right, let's just, let's talk about actual numbers. Um, <laughs> I weigh 152 right now and I'm five, you, nine. You weigh that much? I weigh, I weigh 152. <laughs> I'm a tub of lard, dude. Dude, um, I thought you weighed like 120, especially from that <laughs> yeah. one weird pick where you look like a fucking spaghetti man. <laughs> Oh man, was... you mean the the before pick for that like uh, that workout plan thing that we that Nancy sent you? Maybe it was didn't maybe have a that shirt one. On? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably that one. <laughs> yeah, that looked so weird, man. I hate it, that. Pic. Yeah, it it makes you look so. It makes you look like the fucking uh, the monster from Pan's Labyrinth that puts the eyeballs. Oh, in his hands. let me look this thing up. Hold on. <laughs> Well, labyrinth is a weird word to spell. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, he's got like the wrinkly skin (laughs) and like no body. Whoa, that's super creepy. That's creepier than I remembered. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty creepy monster. Yeah, that's what I look like. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I like when I look in the mirror and I don't have a shirt on. I feel like I don't look like that. But yeah, that picture was horrifying. Well, I mean, um, that was a before picture, right? It wasn't. It wasn't your well, after. Well, it's was not it? like anything changed. Like nothing changed. I mean, you've been running more consistently. Just over yeah. time, that's got to change a little bit. If anything, that made me skinnier, though, and it probably didn't no, change probably. my upper body. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, the point is, like, I weigh one fifty two right now. I think the lightest I've ever been as an adult is like one forty eight or something. So I'm, you know, I'm pretty close to it. I think uh, I'd, I'd be interested to see what I look like at like one forty when I have like really low body fat. Like, is that just weird and gross or does it actually look better because you can see some some muscle so i might try and get down there at some point i mean you'd probably have to build some muscle right you still have to you still have to like that's make what it i don't know good. you don't like i mean if you have no muscle and you're at 140 then you just you look like a 140 pound slab of meat like <laughs> we'll see here's the thing though like i look at uh I, if i if i ever look at like really good runners that actually have no body fat and also have no muscle like yeah. i feel like i have not not because of running, but just because like they're a good example of people that don't have a lot of extra muscle and also have no body fat. Um, I feel like I have more muscle than they do, uh, and they look pretty creepy. So I'm hopeful that maybe it wouldn't <laughs> it wouldn't be as extreme as that. But yeah, I just want to know, you know, I just want to know like what it would look like to have clear abs that I think would be possible with like ten or so less pounds. Right on. Just be interesting. So anyway, I don't know if I'll ever get down there. And probably if I did, it would be like when I tried to grow a mustache and it was just like, this is a huge mistake. That should be that should be your like two for goal, right? Is like, I'm going to grow this mustache. And as I'm doing this, I'm going to work my body this way and get yeah. some abs. <laughs> it's going to be double creepy. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know, man. Like I remember um, I was listening to a podcast a long time ago, back when I was first started getting into lifting. And there was this guy who was really short he was like five five or something and he was talking about how at one point he weighed 137 and he was like can you even call yourself a man at 137 and it made me super self-conscious because i'm way taller than him and only weigh a little bit more and so like i like, mean can i really fucking, call myself a man uh, at 152 weight doesn't really matter I've, I've weighed double that most of my adult life so i don't i mean am i double the man since I'm, I'm mm. at least double that. No, like, I mean, it's just extra shit, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, it's just a calf builder at that point. Yeah, that is true, man. Big guys who lose a lot of weight, they have killer calves. You don't have to lose the weight. You just have killer just calves. Have them, but you can't see yeah. them, though. Yeah, that's true. I am, that's I'm curious what it would do to running, too, to weigh, like, 10 pounds less. They say that every pound is, like, two seconds more of on your mile time. You mean two seconds less? Or two seconds off? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Deducting. if you gain a pound, then you're gaining like two seconds. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. If you add a pound, you're gaining two yeah. seconds. Gotcha. So, in theory, losing that weight would automatically knock off like twenty seconds on my mile time, but I don't know if I actually believe that. Fuck, man. I uh, I don't know why, but I I'm like trying to 
gear, psych myself up to to run again. And I have no reason to. The weather's fucking horrible. It's like 40 degrees and misty and rainy in the mornings. And the, yeah, it's it's not great. Is this, this related to your diet changes too? Like another way to lose more weight? No, um, I don't know. I, I, I've, I've realized a shift in interests. Like um, even the working out that I'm doing, I'm, I'm going to have like a call with my trainer later this week to switch it up again. And I think I'm, I'm probably just going to do more uh, conditioning and then reduce the strength stuff to three days a week just because I have like longer, longer sessions of lifting heavy, fewer times a week. And then the other days do like conditioning hit stuff just to like improve because I mean, really boxing exposes so many of my weaknesses and like you just sit there and do like the circle drill where they'll, you'll just put a pad in the middle of the mat and then you just like hop around in a circle and it's like it's just a cardio exercise like a warm-up exercise but it yeah. fucking kills me and then like he'll like he'll just yell out commands and then you like go in and do like a combination and then switch directions and like it's 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 simple it's very very like we're just hopping in a circle hopping in a circle step in do the one two hop back out go in the other direction and then like you do it for two minutes and I'm fucking just sweating balls and I'm doing this with a mask on still. It's just fucking, I'm just like, <laughs> and you can see the mask like pressing up against my face and shit. It's pretty funny. Yeah. He, he gets a kick out of it, but uh, yeah, it, it definitely, it just shit like that. Right. And then that's, that's the beginning of the hour of the training that we do. So like it, I it it gets worse from there. So like, yeah, I, I definitely, I mean, I've been doing the, the, uh, the rowing, ladder that i've been doing like the, yeah. the ladder sessions which have been pretty fun and i've been cutting off time every time i've done it and so it, it's nice it's interesting but uh yeah i gotta i gotta pick up on that one so, so I'm are you gonna just... do couch to 5k again or what are you what's that gonna look like uh no nah, i think fuck so what i have been doing the past several mornings is like running with my dog or attempting to teach my puppy how to run but he just gets so excited as soon as like i pick up my knee to to like just start jogging just a slow little jog he's like oh it's on and he'll fucking try to sprint off but then like I, i'll have the <laughs> harness on him that turns him around if he goes too far so he'll like hit the end of it and then he'll turn around and be like oh you want me to to run towards you so then he'll like bolt straight back at me and like jump up as high as he can and i basically have to like catch him and like put him down on the side of me while all while trying to just jog and he just does this constantly like he, he just thinks it's a game so i'm like every morning i have like a few treats and I'm, like when he runs right next to me for a little bit i like try to give him a treat and like slow nice. him down from running up yeah so it's it's been rough but it's, it's funny because I'll, I'll be just like walking him normally and then when we get back to like the side streets we'll We'll like start it up again and he'll just try to kill me every time to like mm-hmm. run circles around me and like get me with a leash and shit. It's like, oh my god. And then there's like traffic, some or not traffic, but like cars, you know, leaving for work and whatever. And they just, you know, they're giggling as they drive by and stuff. So it's pretty funny. But I think about that I sometimes. Enjoy. Like, I'll think I'll, I'll see people running with dogs and like the people look like they're really working and then the dogs look like they're just barely walking, you know? Like, the, oh, like my dogs goodness. can just go so much faster. I feel like that's got to be so frustrating. I'm just like, why can't you speed up, you freaking human? Yeah, for for real. Um, but I don't know. He, he's just, I mean, he's got, you know, the puppy in him. He's just like, ah, scatterbrain kind of thing. And then if somebody's like running next to him, he wants to like, race them but if they beat him like so if the other dog that he's like racing like just bolts past him he'll just stop and just stare at them as they like run away and then he'll like saunter off and like sniff something else or whatever so he's just like one of those right he's just trying to like oh we're racing oh okay i lost all right next thing kind of thing so like i'm not quick enough to, to make him switch his gears Unless he like hits the end of that leash and then it's like, oh, we're yeah. jumping now. That's what you want me to do. It's like, no, you need to stop that. <laughs> no, you got to stop. But that, I, I, I do think yeah. I, I am going to maybe I don't I don't want to say anything like I don't want to lay out any promises, but I'm, I'm sure I'll be jogging here in the morning by myself at some point. Uh, yeah, I look forward to that. Are you going to be using Strava or are you going to be stupid, like uh, not I, tracking it and just. No, no, I, I'll, I'll most likely be tracking it. So, so to, all that to say, like, when 
I'm pretty sure I'm just going to start jogging by myself at first, but still like doing the puppy walks in the mornings and every in the afternoons and like trying to jog with him until he gets it. But uh, yeah, for to start, I think I'm still just going to do like an hour like I was doing last year, essentially around this time. A long time. It is. Well, so what it was was like uh, doing the couch to 5K, like the, the first several weeks is only like 10 to 20 minutes of running. Like it is all it actually is. And it's mostly walking. It's way too fucking cold to walk. So like, I I, I feel like if I'm going to walk anyway, I, I could, I could still just jog and then just, you know, do like 30 seconds of walking and then run until I have to walk again and then just do 30 seconds of walking. And then it, it's kind of similar, but not doesn't mm-hmm. hold. I'm not beholden to anything. I don't have to like check my watch every fucking minute to see what the timer's at and stuff so yeah yeah i hear you just kind of play it by ear that makes sense yeah. well Seems and... like if you've already gone through couch to 5k once then that's you know you probably <laughs> kind of got the idea and you can just figure out what works for you yeah i mean i, I did i did that twice and then i did the uh couch to half marathon <laughs> the first time which was bizarre but yeah and i only want to run a few times a week and etc cetera, etc cetera. just kills an hour makes me feel like i accomplished more it's healthier for me. I need to be on my feet more. I need more steps. That's for damn sure. There's another thing with yeah. wearing. I, I haven't been wearing a tracker in a while, like a while, because I stopped wearing the whoop band a long time ago. It just stopped working. And then uh, I haven't been wearing this Garmin at all. So I haven't been like tracking anything on any of my walks. And then I know I've been like underdoing it even when I do work out. Well, are you gonna are you gonna do it around your like the same place, like just kind of around your neighborhood and streets near you and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. There's enough mileage around my neighborhood, but uh, I I am I know where you're going with this, but I, I am thinking about like trails and stuff. But the weather out here gets really shitty, so it's mm, a, yeah. a maybe thing. I'll probably have to get different shoes because it's far more muddy. Do you have any decent trails near you? Oh, I'm sure there's a ton. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm I'm sure there's quite a few in short distance from where I'm at. I just don't like I haven't I haven't researched anything, haven't looked up anything. Like like I said, I mean, uh, on a whim uh over the weekend, when did I message you about buying a new band for probably, watch? Probably 3 or 4 days ago. Yeah, something like that. Like it, it was just kind of like on, on a whim where I was just like, fuck it, I'm just going to get a new band so I can track my steps and then, you know, say put some arbitrary limit like ten thousand steps a day so i'm doing like a bare minimum of something on my feet and then i remembered when i was running like probably at my best i was doing like almost five miles in an hour and that's all i was doing so i was just running three times a week for an hour and and i was doing you know four plus and slowly gaining and lowering my time and all that shit so like all that would be roughly how many ever steps I needed, like 11 K or whatever it was, you know, they're arbitrary, but it's like the baseline. So like, if I do that three times a week, then I ha- I'm at least, you know, hitting the minimum before my day even starts three times a week. And then on the off days, quote unquote, I'm doing the rowing stuff that I'm doing and training and other things. So yeah, I'm trying to build up all those habits and see where it goes. I'm taking this plan, man. I, I just had a brilliant idea. Let's sign you up for like a like a 10K in Greenville sometime next year. And then you'll Ooh, have to come. I have on. a better idea. No. That's a great idea. I love that idea. You my idea? Do it. Yeah. Okay. No, your idea sucks. And my idea is brilliant. No, you just said my idea was amazing. No, your idea is crap. And my idea is next level. My um my brother-in-law, Andy, is uh, is training for like he's working up to a 10K. He just ran four miles. So he's, you know, he's getting nice. up there. And um, we were trying to find a race for him. It looks like the only one is like April-ish of next year, I think. So that's when you should come. You should come run a 10K in April. All right. I will do that right after you come and run a 10K in Eugene. See? Yeah, that's what I thought, that, motherfucker. The problem with that is that's that I really that don't excuses. want to. <laughs> I just, I, I would, except that I really don't want to. And so I'm probably not going to do that. All you folks in South Carolina all want me to come visit, but none of you want to come visit me. I see how it is. You want you want me to bring my entire crew, my brood, as uh, Terry would sure. say? Do you have space yeah. for us? Yeah, I mean, we've got a big backyard. 
<laughs> if it's pretty <laughs> no no tents allowed Speaking of South Carolina, I heard uh, I found this ultra running podcast, and there was a guy who was talking about how he tried to run. It's like a crazy, it was like two hundred and twelve mile race or something. Um, but he said by mile fifty, he just started throwing up and like couldn't even keep down water and stuff. So he he stopped. But then his story about how he spent the next year like building back up to being able to do that is insane. Like he would run. Uh, a lot of the course was wet, and so at, before every single run, he would just douse his feet in water to make sure oh, that his fuck. feet would be. Yeah, I know that sounds miserable, man. Uh, to make it's sure like, his feet could like handle being wet and running for that long and stuff. Honestly, the worst thing is when socks get wet and you're you're like I know, I hate it two so miles much. in. Well, for me, two mi- like halfway in, and your your feet are just soaked. You're just like, oh, the skin is just gonna fucking rub raw. <laughs> yeah, sucks. it's gonna be bad. Yeah. And he uh, he said that no matter how far he was running in a training run, he would always bring all of the gear he would have to have for that like 200 mile race. So he'd have like mm-hmm. this giant, you know, vest with like a ton of water and stuff on every single run. It's like, I just can't even, I would rather not run than have to go through all that. Ooh, rucking. Rucking was the other thing that was heavily. Oh, with a weighted, I think I might weighted do. vest and stuff? Uh, probably weighted backpack. Or, I mean, I have dumbbells and like small plates and stuff. Like yeah, good barbell way. plate. So I mean, yeah, just throw that shit in. I mean, I have a backpack that I used to use to commute to work. That's that has like a padded pocket for the laptop and stuff in it. So I mean, it's kind of designed for rucking in a sense. If I just put like a few plates in there, and I mean, even a dumbbell would be fine, I would think. But like one of the smaller ones. But uh, yeah, I was thinking about doing that as well. I like that idea. I've been thinking about that a little bit too. I think it'd be. It kind of reminds me of um, when you're watching baseball and the uh, like they t- take a free practice swings with the weights on the on the bat. And then when you swing oh, a yeah, normal yeah. bat, then it's just like feels like nothing. Like, I think that'd be pretty cool. The whole weighted vest thing. It always reminds me of um, Dragon Ball Z when I was a kid and like Goku was Why? going to he was training to fight Frieza in, in his like brood. <laughs> and uh, on the way there, he was wearing he like trained the pod with like all weighted clothing and then like. When he was fighting Frieza, he would like take off his waist or his his wristbands and it'd just like hit the ground and be super solid. I think it was against Frieza. Yeah. But yeah, they they're trained <laughs> with like weighted clothing all clothing all the time. Yeah. It feels it feels so hardcore too. Like I feel like, you know, running ten K with like fifty pounds on your back would feel so much more awesome than running like a half marathon with no weight, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, not even running with weight, like just hiking or like Yeah, I mean true. They, they say marching is what you're supposed to do, but I'm pretty sure if I just throw in a backpack and I march around my neighborhood, people won't really, or maybe they'll totally accept me. It's Eugene. Who, who knows? What does um, that? What does march? What does that mean? I, I don't know. Just white people marching in the streets usually isn't a good thing. No, but I mean, like, what, like, what does it mean that you're supposed to march? What is that? Oh, it's, it's like that... a higher pace, like keep your heart rate up a certain piece or a, a certain pace, and so it's like walking fast, basically. Yeah. Okay. I was I was picturing like a soldier more like you know holding your body specific way or something, right? Yeah, no, I I think I've never heard that mostly, before. I just think it's a fast pace. I do like the idea like, of you marching around the street, being a being a, a, a one person protest about something. Right. Just I I should just get like a what is it like the big sign that has nothing on it and just walk around the streets <laughs> super early in the morning and that's just like the. The uh, please don't hit me. I'm walking in the middle of the street thing. Like, instead of buying <laughs> yeah. reflectors, just buy a giant sign that has no text on it. Like, what did it say? I don't think it had anything on it. <laughs> the idea is so funny to me. I just love that. just people at fucking 5 6 a.m. in the morning, like all groggy going off to work. Just like, the fuck is happening? What is he doing? <laughs> you forgot to write on your sign, dude. <laughs> Oh, there's a, there's a meme, and I forget. What, oh, it's like a Ewok costume, you know, X amount of dollars. Chewbacca costume, X amount of dollars. Um, trip like tripping out your neighbor's trail cam, priceless, mm-hmm. and it shows them like getting snapshot in the forest, and they're like in the Chewbacca and Ewok costumes, just staring at the camera, <laughs> like the the old uh, Sasquatch photo, basically, like the mid walk, staring to the camera, get get the picture. That makes me so happy. I've been thinking recently that I need to up my like practical joke game. 
Because I think there's really, that's like a good bonding experience to play a, just a harmless prank on somebody, you know, that doesn't actually make I mean, them mad. You don't have it's to fucking like, tell me. I don't care if they do get mad. Well, but that's not the bonding. If you're, if you're just screwing with somebody and like, you know, it makes them upset, then that's not helpful. But Well, so so here's the thing, right? Is people people get upset in the moment all the time. Like, it, it, like the initial reaction is usually not the best. And, and a lot of times in retrospect, people will just fucking die laughing about certain things but in the moment they don't like that they've been embarrassed or that whatever and whatever it is right nobody likes to be in the yeah. spotlight and ashamed or whatever i don't know if you're yeah. gonna be shaming people but you probably I shouldn't do that i mean i think part of the problem is that i'm really bad at these because i have no poker i know face, you know and i am awesome at them <laughs> my uh my dad used to do stupid ones like he there was one year where he there's this big like water tower in south carolina that looks like a giant peach but peaches have a thing that looks like a butt so it, it kind of looks like a butt you know mm-hmm. um and so there was one year where he told us that thing fell over and collapsed and like, it was gone. like that's the weirdest practical joke ever you know but that was that was that thing that he did it was april fools um and there was another year like i used to have one of those i had a mustang with illegal exhaust on it because it didn't have a catalytic converter to make it sound better and he told me that they were going to start checking cars and like impounding any that had that on there and, you know, like he would just do stuff like that all the time. And I like, you know, see, I look back but, on that fondly. See, but the, the the problem with you is that you're just super gullible. That's that's the thing is you just want to believe everybody at face value. And people like me will take advantage of that. Well, but OK, are you saying that if I like when I used to like convince that, you? Well, like I used to just convince you that, like, I, I was getting fired or reprimanded by like Eric and Dan and stuff. Oh, and, you did. You know that what I'm saying? And, and you would always just so be like, it. "What? No way! What? No! Tell me what happened. You have to tell me what happened." I'm like nothing. We were just talking about normal shit. <laughs> oh yeah, that was so not cool. I was like worked up that whole day, like wondering what was going on. That's so awesome. Yeah, because oh man, anytime, anytime anybody would put like anybody above like a senior developer level or even architect level that would put a, a meeting on my calendar, I'd always try to like figure out something to say that would make it sound like it's really fucked. And then that one was specifically <laughs> in the afternoon on like a Friday or something. It was like right towards the end of my day. And you're just like, what? What's going on? <laughs> Tell me something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Man. I just, I, I like, I, I feel sad that my kids don't have that because I, I remember that finally as like part of my childhood. It was just the stupid practical jokes that didn't mean anything and were just funny. Are your kids gullible like you, though? I mean, kids. I think all kids are gullible. If an adult's telling to them an something, extent, like they want sure. to believe it. I mean, maybe. Maybe they just don't want to believe you. Maybe you're not a believable person. That's the problem. I think they'll believe me even more because I don't have a history of pulling pranks on them. You know, so they would be like, "Well, he's probably being truthful because why would he start lying now?" So far, but the then, closest... yeah, go ahead. But then, what would happen if you did it? And then they're just like, "Why would you lie to me?" And they're just like, "No, it's a joke." And it's like, "No, you lied to me." And they just breaks their trust with you forever. Well, it needs to be just the right. Villain. It needs to be just the right practical joke. Like it needs to be one that when they find out the truth, it's actually a happy thing or something. You know what I mean? So it's it's a it's a like, good feeling instead of a bad feeling. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but what I mean, like the, even the things that your dad, or you were saying that your dad did, it just sounds like he he would just spin a lie, and then you would just be gullible and believe it until it was proven wrong. Yeah, well, yeah, all right. So the peach butt was really stupid because, like, who cares? Like, that doesn't affect me in any way. It was just like a funny thing. But like the catalytic converter thing, I was I was really happy to find out that wasn't true because I thought I was going to lose my car, you know. And so it was right. like a big yeah, it's feeling just of relief on you because you're gullible. It's, it's it's funny it's just to make you it's like gaslighting you it's just making you believe something just to like make you worry or panic for some reason i think that's what a practical joke is though it can be i mean somewhat i'm gonna find just the right one so far the closest i've come is just like jumping out and scaring them a lot because i love scaring super people. weak yeah it's not it doesn't have the effect on them that i wish it would <laughs> like either the, the younger ones usually cry <laughs> <laughs> And Henry, in particular, hates it. Like, he gets so mad. He'll, like, scream at me whenever I do it. I He's like, it. I told you I don't like that. <laughs> so I don't have anybody. And I can't do it to Nancy. Like, Nancy, you know, she's she's not. She'll just kick you. Yeah, she gets upset. She doesn't. She's not down with that. They'll catch one straight to the nuts. And then that'll be just, the end of you <laughs> jump scaring people. <laughs> I just wish I had somebody to scare, man. It's my fave. <laughs> I mean, your brother-in-law lives right down the street. 
Yeah, we've done a little bit of that. Like sometimes when I know he's coming to my house to pick me up, I'll I'll wait outside and, and like jump out from behind a bush and stuff. Mm. But that's pretty rare. Mm. I had a I had a phase. I might have talked about this before. I had a phase where whenever I was with kids and it was like a quiet mom- moment, all of a sudden I would start screaming Bob the Builder, like the theme song, you know, I would be like, Bob the Builder. And then it would scare all of them because it was super loud. <laughs> they hated that so much. And I would always get videos of it and stuff. And they just like yell at me about it. I miss that. Uh, something, something similar to that that happened when I was a teenager. That it's pretty funny. So like, if something's really quiet or boring, and like I'm in a group of friends, like Richard and Jordan are with me or whatever, we'll just yell out "stiff cock" like super loud. But the the story behind it is, uh, we all went to go see Mystery Men when that first came out in theaters. Uh huh. Who knows why? We were we were in our mid to late teens and older at that time. So like, why the fuck are we watching this children's thing in the middle of the day? But um, most of us were hungover from the night before and one of our friends fell asleep in the middle of, of the movie. And for some reason he woke up <laughs> as like some, something was happening on the screen. And he just woke up in the middle of it and just yelled stiff cock. And then we all just died laughing. And there's just like a whole middle roll of us just, just basically rolling on the floor because <laughs> yeah, Casey's fucking yelling at the top of his lungs for no reason in a children's film of yeah. It's just bizarre. Oh my god. It's awesome. But like, oh man, so many things like that. We like we have so many inside <laughs> jokes or like just jokes from you know times that have passed <laughs> and we no longer talk to certain people and stuff. So it's 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 weird when somebody actually gets it. Yeah. Oh god, that's so funny! I wish I could have seen that in person. Oh, uh, it, it was it was one of those moments where you're just like, "What the fuck? Why?" There was one time where uh, all my friends—I was, was probably like 14 or something—a bunch of my friends were in my room, and there was this neighborhood girl named Trisha, and she fell asleep. And for some stupid reason, we decided to put lotion all over her face. So like, she woke up, and there was crap all over her face, and she started screaming. <laughs> she like it totally freaked her out like she was screaming bloody murder and like freaking out about what was happening and it scared my parents so much they kicked everybody out of the house <laughs> so so that's uh that yeah that was like my childhood idea of a practical joke to put crap on somebody's face when they're sleeping it's really mature uh i mean i don't know if i i did practical jokes i was just kind of malicious in the dick i mean i would, I would do things that for like I said, for my entertainment or to mostly get people back is usually what I would be doing is like in spite of something that they've done before, I'm just going to fuck with them this way and do just stupid shit. That's that's I'm, I'm with you, though. Like I've never I always fantasize about doing that stuff and I never actually did it. I think that's the difference between you and me. You do you do the stuff that I would just fantasize about doing. Well, like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I can't even think of like a practical joke, but I definitely like do stupid shit. Like uh, the, when I was a kid, there was a guy who had like a basketball hoop in his driveway and uh, I, I never met him, but the other neighborhood kids, like he would let him play basketball and we just moved there. So like we'd go up and play and uh, for some reason he would blame me for throwing rocks on the neighbor's roof. Cause he would have to like go and clean it off. But like I never did anything like i just went to go play basketball and like the other neighborhood kids would just toss them over their back onto the roof because it, they're bored and sitting on the sidelines for whatever reason so like he like unloaded on me because i was a new guy apparently and white um and uh so i was just like all right and i went up and i took like all the rocks that were like in that little area that the other neighborhood kids would throw onto the roof and put them on the roof <laughs> i was just like all right this is what's fucking happening fuck you <laughs> but it's not like a practical joke right it's, it's just me being a dick yeah it's just like yeah you're going way over the top in response to something yeah i mean poor communication skills that that's why i realized that like the majority of my younger life is it's just i had poor communication skills and so did everyone else around me hmm, i feel like i went through a, a phase of that in middle school like where i where i let me think of an example so, all right, here's an example. When I, one time I was making up, I was like talking about something like a bad kid did in school. I was trying to be cool and I was telling a story about like, you know, this thing this kid was doing in school to these girls that were in our neighborhood for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, like they were like, that's With your funny. your puka and necklace? Yeah, my puka necklace. Yeah, and I was hacky sacking 
and I was trying to be yeah. cool and I was trying to relate to you know, like the cool crowd. Um, so I was saying, you know, all the stuff that my bad, my, my bad friend did. And then I said, yeah, so he got ISS for that. And it was obviously a lie. Like he didn't get ISS because the, whatever it was I was talking about. Oh, in, in school suspension. It's oh, like, okay. Yeah. Like the you weakest have to form of really punishment. Bad. Well, it's like, it's like way worse than detention. And the thing that I was talking about wasn't bad enough to get it. So obviously they were like, ISS, like why? And I'd be like, or I'd be like, yeah, it's in school suspension. And then they said, yeah, we know. And then I said, well, what's the problem then? Gah. And I just like totally freaked out, you know, because I was lying and they caught me. Uh, so I'd always do stuff like that. of just like overreacting whenever people did something that embarrassed me. But like when they catch you in lies. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Or when they're like, you know, if we play a basketball game and like I didn't help us win that much i remember some time where i freaked out and like pushed my friend because he was like yeah no thanks to you so i don't know stuff like that i would lose my temper about really weird stuff in middle school but i don't think it ever escalated to me like being a huge jerk to anybody it was just awkward it wasn't a good phase that's interesting i I lived most of my childhood and adolescence that way like just lashing out i mean me and my sister talk about it every so often about just like yeah, the way that we grew up, we just fucking whoever screams the loudest gets to be heard. And then if you don't mm-hmm. speak at all, you better do something to get ahead. So you got like, you know, people backstabbing people and like throwing people under the bus. Like I, I remember one, one of one of the funny stories is like uh, my sister that I live with now and my youngest sister both were doing like a lemonade stand outside of our house. And like I was just. Like, what are you guys doing? What's happening? And they caught me and they caught me swearing like she for whatever reason, my sister had like a recording device and she was recording me talking while we were just talking about I was just like, what's happening? What are you guys doing? And she like recorded me cursing and then she like gave it to my mom and like got me grounded and stuff. It's just like, what? Oh, why? like well, why would you for what? I I didn't do anything. I didn't stop them from selling anything i i I was just like okay whatever it's one of those things i was just like okay fuck you and so like we always had like a combative sibling rivalry like all of us like all four of us all the time it's just whoever can get one up on the others Mm -hmm. yeah i mean there is some like it kind of feels good i i can still i can still understand that a little bit like it feels good to see a sibling get in trouble and you're you're fine you know like you're good you didn't do anything and they're the one getting in trouble I don't know why that is. I mean, I, so this is going to sound a little more fucked up, but I only enjoyed that feeling when I was one who did the bad thing and I convinced everyone that the other person did the bad thing. Mm, Like that is getting away with it. I just, I love that. So it's one of the best feelings in the world. Um, And, and I mean, I, so God, this is just a bunch of stories of of my childhood. When I was about eight, seven or eight, um, maybe I even told this story to you maybe even on this podcast like when we got in trouble we would my mom didn't know how to punish us like she's broken wooden spoons on us and just belted us until bled all kinds of stuff and we still acted like we acted so like at one point she was just like you're just gonna write sentences because i know you hate especially me i hated writing so i mean i still do (laughs) so like she, she you're writing sentences your sister's writing sentences we're gonna do it and then uh I forget what it was. I called my sister bitch or something. We're fighting. It, it, you know, the sentences were just like, I will not call my sister a bitch. We had to write a hundred of them, you know, and shit like that. So like me and my sister are sitting on opposite sides of the counter facing each other. Um, and we're, we're starting our sentences and she's writing, you know, I, I like, but like one line all the way down the page and then doing the little things to make it look like eyes. Uh-huh. And then, you know, will, and she just writes will all the way down the page. And, and she's like, clearly going faster than I am going, you know, writing it out just, yeah. you know, left to right. Uh, so like I'm, you know, anticipation's building up or anxiety is building up and I'm just like, what the fuck do I do? You know, the competitive side of me is just like, how, how do I beat her at this game? I don't understand. And all I could think about was just erasing her, her uh, sentences. So like I jumped across the table and I like started erasing her sentences, but it was like <laughs> a regular pencil, right? And so like the lead was sticking up. And she went, no, and she went to go stop it. And she like slammed her hand on the pencil and like the lead broke off in her hand. And she, yeah, and she like crying and you know, just getting her mom there and, you know, mom's yelling at all of us. And then she's like trying to yell at me. And I'm just like, I didn't do anything. 
physical to her. I just erased <laughs> her lines. She slammed her hand on my pencil. That is not my fault. <laughs> and like it, it was, and I convinced my mom that like I was innocent of the actual like stabbing part that had happened, but uh-huh. I was still in trouble for like erasing the line. So I had to do more. And then to this day, my sister's like, you fucking stabbed me with a pencil. And I was like, you slammed your hand on my pencil. That's a whole <laughs> yeah. different thing. Oh man, I relate to your mom so hard, and that's it. like she's she's already so fed up with you guys that she's making you write sentences, and then that crap happens that makes it even worse because of the I mean, punishment, like, you know. Well, I mean, fuck, dude, around that time too, that was, I mean, it it was very volatile. I mean, it was the first time we were ever like in a stable neighborhood, which was a weird thing. We're like, you know, it was safe to go out and play on the street all day, mm-hmm. and like even in the evenings and nights around dinner time and stuff, um, and like. And there was like other kids around our age and stuff. So it was like, we were playing street hockey and all that. But like, this also was the same time when like, uh, Ilya, my oldest sister brought home the first porno that I ever saw when I was seven or eight, you know, and with VHS and we watched it. Like all of us watched it, like her and her friend brought it and she was what, eight, 10, nine at the time. And, and her friends the same age and even our younger sisters watched it and stuff. It was just, it was weird. It was bizarre that happened, but like my mom was dating like just fucking stupid piece of shit dudes from, you know, it, like her exes and stuff that would come back and whatever that were meth heads and whatnot. And just like they'd be coming through and cops would be co- be called for, you know, domestic disturbances and shit all the time. We're dealing with all of that. So it, it, was a, it was a wild time. Like my mom was just like trying to get her life together. Finally, like moved it to the a decent neighborhood and was like working at the hospital at the time, like just starting basically her career. And we were just like, fuck it. How can we break this woman? So you, so seven or eight year old Jace was sitting there in a room with his sisters and his sister's friends. And they're all watching porn. Well, we watched ourselves. So like we we had issues with babysitters for a long time. Um, Like just abusive babysitters and shit. Uh, so then my mom, at one point, my mom was just like, you guys are old enough. You need to learn how to survive on your own. I'm, I'm going to work for 12 hours. Don't fucking call me unless it's an emergency. Like it, we had that kind of talk when, you know, I was eight ish. So. Wow. Yeah. That's like, that's like Henry. That's like Henry's age. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. When, when, when I say I was a, a latchkey kid growing up, I mean, like my mom worked, I mean, she left for work at 6 PM every day and i didn't see her in the mornings like 90 percent of the time i'd be already left for the bus and like i would get maybe a couple hours to see her before she left for work um but i mean i would mostly be out playing with kids and stuff during that time so like i i most days went see her until she was like pulling out of her driveway wow i can't even i can't even wrap my brain around this Yes, yeah, that's like the the way we got into the house because my mom would sleep all day, and she was she wasn't waking up for no one. Um, she put in earplugs and had like the 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 eye mask and everything. She was she was out. So what we would do is we would scale the side of our house, and our house was built on a, a steep incline or decline, however you want to look at it. And like at the tallest part, it was probably equivalent of three stories, and like but it was like on it was built up, and then it had. Um, I don't even know what the fuck it is, but it had like cross beams all going all the way up to the lanai on the backside. And what we would do is we'd scale that hop over and then open the sliding glass door because that's the only door that was unlocked. And then we'd go to the front and unlock it for the other kids to come in. Did you in like at the time, did you, were you able to see this is kind of a screwed up situation or did it just seem like this is life? And then you didn't really realize until you were older that that wasn't, yeah, so uh, the latter. I mean, it's definitely latter. That's that's what like the, the big revelations are. You know, in my thirties now, it's just like, oh, life that life didn't have to be anything like that. <laughs> like it could have been far easier had anybody given a shit at all. Awesome. I'm glad that you know wasted thirty years of my life thinking life was just shit because that's all everybody taught me, kind of thing. Like. I don't know. I, I mentioned it in passing all the time. Like I, I had a small mind and stuff when I was younger, but like literally it, it was instilled in us that, you know, we're, we're born poor. We're going to die poor. You know, none of us make it out. None of us do very well. We had one distant relative that did one thing one time kind of stuff. You know, it, it was that kind of talk. It was never like, 
if you try really hard, you'll be the best ever. Or like, you know, if you really apply yourself, you, you can you be successful. It's, it's just like, don't, don't go to jail. Like stay out of jail as, as best you can. That, that's, that's all I can ask of you. So you never really had any, any motivation to like try and get more, try and re, you know, be better. No. Yeah. So it, it was weird because I, I remember a few times when I was like a, a teenager, freshman in high school, sophomore in high school is it was, it was right. I think as when I was ditching school and was walking down by the Kona Inn, which is like, just like a, it's like a shopping center almost area. Um, and I saw my old computer teacher from freshman year and he was airbrushing for tourists. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Why, why are you here? Why aren't you teaching? He's like, teaching doesn't pay anything. I, I really wanted to teach students, but students like he ruined it for me. It's basically what he said. Oh, which, which wow. means, no, I, I mean, I, that, me and another friend installed, um, Starcraft on every one of the, the brand new PCs <laughs> at, at the thing. And like we would just play it during the class and be like, you have to do anyway, it was a whole nother thing. But, uh, and he was talking about how much money he made airbrushing. He's like, I, I just sit here for four hours a day and help like four or five people and make more money than I would in two weeks teaching. And, you know, he like broke it down. Like that. He's like, you know, work, work smarter, not harder is, is what he, he presented at the end. And that's what I remember from it. But like he, he, even advice like that was almost a net negative just because I wasn't in the right mindset of like, dedicating myself to anything really productive at that time. So like, all right, so then I just need to make easier money is basically how it breaks down. And then, you know, you lean more into not, you know, things that aren't on the up and up other ways of making money, get creative Uh with it. So yeah, and it's bizarre. I mean, it's, it's a different type of life. And I do, I mean, I, I do sometimes have like rage the bubbles up now. I'm just like, dude, I just had one fucking decent human being when I was a kid that was just like, hey, I'm going to lay it out for you. Just do these things. Fucking exercise. Eat something other than fast food. That that was another thing. This fucking like my mom was so busy and working all the time that she we ate fast food all the time because it was cheap. It was convenient. Just McDonald's is right down the road. And, mm, do you think yeah. do you think it needed to be a role model? Like, you know, what if, um, I don't know, for the purpose of discussion, what if somebody handed you like a piece of paper that was like, to be a healthy, functional adult, just do the things on this list? No, I think, uh, I think it had to be just the way that I mimic people and stuff that like I, I look up to, not, I mean, not even for the, the better, sometimes for the worst, like my grandfather's one of those people, but um, like I, I mimic them, I mimic their mannerisms, I mimic, you know, things that they say, because I, I at some point enjoyed like hearing that from them in that context or even out of that, whatever context and you repeat it because it's funny to me. It's like a inside joke for myself kind of thing. And that's how like, that's kind of just how I built my personality over the years. And like we quote movies all the time and shit. And like, but I I see it now even where like uh, my grandfather, one of the things that he would do is just watch TV all the time. Like, at anything else that he did in life was only so that he could go and watch TV. Like he would go to work, come home, cook a meal, watch TV on the weekends. We'd like when he would drag me to landscape with him on the weekends, we'd go, I would do all the work. He'd get all the money. Then we'd go back home and he'd watch sports and then yell at me if I wanted to do anything else. Like I I was just there to help him work and get home quicker so that he could fucking watch sports like that that's why it was and i find myself now where like if i'm left to my own devices and i'm not like following any kind of routine or you know just letting myself go I'll, that's the exact cycle i'll get into is I'll, I'll work for the eight hours i need to work and then watch tv or play video games and do nothing else like fuck it right <laughs> at that point i, I don't know it, it's just that kind of stuff that i'm just like oh yeah that's that's all that was ever taught to me I, and I haven't addressed it. That, that's the other half, right? It's it's two sides of, it's a two-step thing. Is One is recognizing, oh, this is a behavior from my past. And I just haven't. The other half of that is I haven't addressed it. I haven't done anything. I haven't tried to break it. But at least I know it exists. So try to work against it. It's also mm-hmm. why, 
it's also why I've, I've leaned so heavily into the fitness thing, like put a gym in my garage, all of that, and why I'm rowing every other day at least, and, and why I'm trying to, yeah, the walk the puppy a few times a day and be on my feet, standing desk, and all like all these things are like, and why I spend the majority of my money on just random fitness toys or you know shit that makes me think that or not think but like keeps me focused on like these goals and being more active and trying to get out there and healthier and all those things is because I don't want to fucking be how old my grandfather is right now and just fucking almost bedridden because he cries every time he stands up like because he's just fucking laid down his whole life mm-hmm yeah, you know, I was thinking about that with kids. Like, you know, you're talking about the the lifting and the puppy and stuff. Like, I feel like that. I feel like kids have really been healthy for me for that reason. Because if I'm not yeah. working, then I have to be parenting. Like, there's never a chance for me to just get lazy and sit around and whatever. And I totally would. Like, that's what. Or you'd like, be a terrible, terrible have... parent. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is another option. It's just to completely ignore them and, and just be a bad parent. But like, if me and Nancy didn't have kids, like all night after work, we would just sit around, you know, like watching TV and eating Mm -hmm. and all weekend we would probably do hardly anything and stuff. Uh, Kids just make that not a thing. And then, and then the other, the flip side of it too is like, I feel like whenever I have a brief period without kids, I have to make the most of it. You know, like even that isn't a chance for me to just sit around and do nothing. Like that's my one chance to be productive. Well, it's also, I mean, if you do believe that you're always building a habit and stuff like that, that even that time where you're just like, Oh, we just have to kill time until, you know, dinner time or whatever. Like that, that's all time that you're either doing something positive or something negative, whether it's sitting around watching TV together, or it's like out on the trampoline and fucking around with water guns or something, you know, it just, Mm -hmm. it's either active time or it's just lazy time or it's, it's whatever, like it's whatever you make it kind of thing. Yeah, you just need to have a kid, then you'll be all set. That's a that's a solid twenty years of not slacking. Well, I mean, I I don't know if I've said it here, but um, like one of one of the main things, one of the main motivators for me, like to change my life or whatever, to you know aim aim for something better, uh, was was that like somebody asked me if I wanted kids, just like I said, why how why I, I don't think I could ever be a kid and then, or have a kid. And then like, it, it just became one of those things, like one of those seeds in my brain that just kind of sprouted. And it's just like, Oh, you know, be the person who you need to be as a, as a kid and all that stuff came into my head. And it's just like, Oh, I'm not a role model at all. <laughs> I can't, can't even begin to tell someone else how to grow up to be a decent human being. I mean, I, I can maybe, take a shot at it but i mean there's no real life experience real really there so what do you have what do you have left if you've got you know you got the the health that you're working on you got a good job now you're keeping a puppy alive like what what else do you need to be a decent role model <laughs> i don't know i i think i think i need to address some of the uh the 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 deeper demons like the the stuff that you know has really been down and buried for all these decades start like dealing with that kind of shit and get through it to the other side and see what what that's about we're um delayed again i like how zencaster always makes us delayed at like the very end of the episode so it doesn't actually cause a major problem that's nice of it (laughs) It just seems like your video is delayed i think your internet is crap i think it's yours man my internet feels rock solid dude mine is rock solid Fast.com says I got 400 down right now. What's up? The, what's your up? Let's see. My up is loading, loading. <laughs> uh, three. Three, 380 up. Oh, damn. You have 380? Yeah, I have really good internet. I'm, I'm lucky. My neighborhood has solid internet. <laughs> I have 520 down and not even near what you have up. What is your up? Uh, it's still going 38. Okay. I think the delay might actually be better now. Possibly. I think the video is still delayed, but whatever. It doesn't matter because nobody can see this. But you don't get to see my, my smiling face as well. It's true. Kind of looks like you're about to fart in whatever screenshot that it's frozen in. Maybe I am. So we got Jordan on Friday. That should be fun. 
Uh, next Friday is supposed to be Eric again, but that's like Thanksgiving, and I'm not going to be around, so I'm going to have to reschedule that. Oh, that is Thanksgiving. I keep forgetting yeah, it's fucking Thanksgiving coming up so quickly. Is nine days away. Yeah, cool. What I happened? Mean, Did you get delayed again? Maybe. Can oh, you test test. <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like the internet's telling us to wrap it. Any other words of wisdom? Yeah, too much, too much rambling about my childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the internet's tired of your crap. Quit whining. Yeah. <clears throat> was I whining? I don't think I was whining. No, I enjoyed it. I was on the edge of my seat. I don't know. Like, so the something, something that seems to happen to me, or like some of the advice that sticks with me, I guess, whenever I talk about my past, is either I'm trying to one up other people, or I'm trying to like complain about how hard I had it and it's neither of those. I'm just sharing facts that happened. Like I'm trying to like, I don't know, let people in on a little history of, of me and why I do some of the things I do or the way I think some of the things I think, but like, yeah, it, it always, I always get taken aback when like somebody's just like, ah, you're a one up Smith. I'm like, I, sorry. I, I don't know. <laughs> How do I how do I stop that? Like I can't do I just tell you a lie that's worse than what the reality is and then that's more acceptable? I don't know. Don't well, I don't know. I need a specific example. That's interesting. Like this this conversation definitely wasn't that because it wasn't me like saying how hard I had it and then you were like, You think that's bad and you right. know, I watched porn when I was eight. Um, right. Well well I mean like well just trying to like connect with people, like e- even old coworkers and stuff. I mean like the whole working and going to school, like People, people would try to talk to me about it or like ask me advice because they, they're going through it. And I mean, I, I did 20 hour days back to back to back to back to, to work full time, go to school full time. And I didn't have a car. So I had to, you know, commute using public transit for most of the time. And, and like when I explain it that way, because somebody will be like, oh, well, you know, I'm only working part time and, you know, I'm, I'm only taking part time classes. How, you know, how do you, how do you stay sane? I'm like, well, I just leaned into the chaos and fucking went all out and burned the candle at both ends because that's the only way that I know how to get anything truly done. So so maybe I'm not the best to give advice. And then from that, you know, it's just like, oh, well, you're a one-up Smith. What? (laughs) Yeah. Why'd you ask? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just told you my experience and like how I handle that situation is just fucking pedal to the metal just fucking get it done hmm yeah that is tough like i uh it's like the it's like me when i made that joke about i can't ever say anything about myself because it always sounds braggy because i'm so awesome it's like the opposite problem for you you can't ever talk about yourself because it just sounds like you're trying to one up about the hard well i mean that you went through but but even like the good stuff right like i'll 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 say some stuff even to richard and jordan and just like oh humble brag it's like yeah, I, I, I could see how that's a humble brag, you know, and that's that's me. I, I see those instances as it's just me now in a privileged role where I wasn't always a privileged role. And it's like my old mindset in this new situation that hasn't quite caught up to being self-aware that, you know, it's more privileged now. That's, that's actually just uh-huh. a thing that privileged people get sort of. I, I don't know. It, it's bizarre. Yeah, but I have those like... conflicts all the time. You're like how how uh, guys always talk about how the sweet spot is a girl who used to be really ugly and then got pretty, but doesn't really like she still have, thinks she's ugly or something. You know? Are you You're, are you calling me a pretty girl? Uh, yeah, I'm saying that you you um I ugly have, ducklinged it. You've stumbled into privilege and still have the mindset of someone that doesn't have that privilege. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a conflicting thing. I mean, but that that conflict has been just going forever right like just me being in a white skin has always been a conflict or like that it's been bizarre i've always hated that i've i was white it's like a lifelong <laughs> thing <laughs> yeah you're, you're uh one of the few white people that i think feels like that well i was, I I was raised don't... to hate white people <laughs> fucking... <laughs> then i'd go and look in the mirror and be like oh shit <laughs> 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 like i forgot yeah for like for real if oh man i i, I wish i could explain it just to to people who don't understand but like it, it's almost like I, I was raised to hate myself like 
in in every aspect. It, it's so bizarre. You remember? Did you ever see that Dave Chappelle skit about the um, the black guy who was blind and didn't realize he was black and he was a member of the KKK? It's like the it's first like episode of Chappelle's show. I think so. Yeah, it's like one of the first episodes. It's like you, except without the blindness. I mean, and I'm not in the KKK. Uh, that's not what I heard. Oh, fuck you. You're the one <laughs> over there in the South. I'm in South Kakalaki, baby. <laughs> South Kakalaki? South Kakalaki. All right. Uh, we're like way over. Have You're fun. Awesome, Happy Tuesday. Bye. Bye.